Lord, we are ready to ride. Amen. When he comes, we're going to ride with him. Now, they'll all know the people from Texas because we'll be riding with boots and hats. And... <laughs> oh, we're just ready to ride. Amen. Turn in your Bibles this morning to the book of First Chronicles. We're going to go to chapter number 14 and um, going to read here just a, a little excerpt and uh, just going to jump off in something. We pray that you're blessed. Somebody declare today is a day of breakthrough. Amen. We're just declaring it's a breakthrough day for you. Where do you need a breakthrough in your life? What do you need God to do? What do you need Him to break through? What is standing in the way? What is the enemy built up between you and the blessings of God? I'm telling you today, we're going to break through. We're going to break through to victory. And it's going to be good. How many remembers uh, the old uh, uh, commercials for Kool-Aid? You remember the, 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 the jug of Kool-Aid? And what would he always do? He would come... Busting through the wall. Yeah, and he was there. Oh, yeah. He made a breakthrough. That's what God wants to do for you today. He wants you to have a breakthrough. And uh, so many times, how many has ever thought you decided you're going to have a breakthrough and uh, you ran up to the wall, but the wall didn't break? You just kind of went splat. Uh, that's, a, that's called a breakdown. How many ever had a breakdown? Come on now, I'm telling you, we've all had breakdowns, we've all hit walls, we've all had times we fell apart, but I'm telling you, God is going to turn our breakdowns into breakthroughs. It's time that we get through whatever the enemy has been doing. So let's just jump right in. We're in 1 Chronicles chapter number 14. Let's start reading in verse number 8. Now when the Philistines heard... That David had been anointed king over all of Israel. All the Philistines went up to search for David. And David heard of it and went out against them. Then the Philistines went and made a raid on the valley of Rahim. Rahim. And David inquired of God. Saying, shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to him, go up. Everybody shout, go up. For I will deliver them into your hand. So they went up to Bel-perazim. And David defeated them there. Then David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand like a breakthrough of water. Therefore, they called the name of the place Bel-Perazim. And when they left their gods there, little G's, David gave a commandment and they were burned with fire. Then the Philistines once again made a raid on the valley. Therefore David inquired again of God. And God said to him, You shall not go up after them. Circle around them and come up on them in front 
of the mulberry trees. I want to focus your attention today. I want us to just look at verse number 20. So David went to Baal-perazim. And David defeated them there. And he said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. Oh, I want to talk to you for just a few minutes today about a breakthrough. Having a breakthrough like a breakthrough of water. Has anybody ever seen a dam break? Have you ever seen, we've seen the devastation, the devastation many years ago down in Louisiana, in New Orleans, where all the levees broke and everything was flooded. We've seen big dams break. We've seen things that floods came. The power of water is amazing. It, they, they use water uh, at the Hoover Dam uh, to, to power that whole area. The power of water generates power. And David said, I need a breakthrough like the breaking through of the water. I need the dam to break. Amen. The enemy wants to dam up your blessings. Like a beaver has, has gone up your creek and dammed it up. And you wonder why... I used to have a river of blessing. I used to have a river of joy. I used to have a river of prosperity. But over the time, it seemed like my river went to a stream. And my stream went to a creek. And my creek went to a, a just a trickle. And now it seems all dried up. Oh, can I tell you today, we need to go find out who and what is damming up our blessing. And we need to declare that I'm going to have a breakthrough like the breakthrough of water hallelujah and when the dam breaks come on don't keep don't, don't stop don't stop praying don't stop believing don't stop interceding amen don't quit just because it's become a trickle because if we'll believe when we get our breakthrough amen when you go I've seen them before go to those beaver dams and dynamite them and blow those dams up and the water comes rushing down the creek and down the river beds and it brings life to all of those that are downstream God's going to give us a breakthrough, like the breakthrough of water. And he said he called the name of that place Baal Perazim. David, and here the, the, talking about the power of water, the flooding. Oh, I love it. Brother, I've heard Brother Johnny say it many times, that scripture, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against him. You know, it, it depends on where you put the emphasis. So many people put the emphasis on the enemy coming in like a flood. Oh, but listen, we got to change it. That's not how it is. It says, when the enemy comes like a flood. The Lord will raise a standard. Come on. Let's give the flood to the Lord. Let's give the power of the breakthrough. Let's give the power of the water, the rushing. Come on. The enemy's not the flood. Amen. Come on. The Lord is the flood. The enemy tries to bring defeat. He tries to bring discouragement. He tries to bring fear and sickness. But when he tries to raise that standard, when he tries to build that dam like a flood, the Spirit of God comes rushing in and destroys. 
destroys the flood. I mean, destroys the dam. Destroys what's holding back your blessing. And the waters come rushing in once again. You see, when the river begins to dry up, the flowers die. The earth becomes parched. I'm telling you, right now, we've got two hurricanes uh, coming in the Gulf. And I'm believing. I was just praying, Lord, send rain. We need rain. And they were showing the track. And they began to say, there's possible rain coming to East Texas. I'm, yes, Lord. We need the breakthrough. Thank God. We don't, we don't want the devastation, but we need the rain. We need a storm. Sometimes people don't want any storms in their life. They want everything to be sunshine all the time. But when you have sunshine all the time, it'll dry your land up. It'll wither your grass. It makes your flowers die. Sometimes you need the clouds. You need the rain. You need the lightning. Maybe because it's in the valley where everything grows so beautiful we love the mountaintop but there it's just dry and barren come on we've got to get down we've got to begin to say Lord I'm believing for my breakthrough before the breakthrough the Bible says that the valley was called the valley uh, of Rephahim it, was, it meant the house of the giant there's areas in your life To where the giants are in control. Some of you, your, your, your life, you have areas that you have made breakthroughs. But there's areas where you're still not in control. Many of you are bound by habits and addictions. You want to be free, but the giants are in control. There's areas in your mind where you've won victory. But there's areas the giants are still in control. There's areas in your finances to where you're not in control. Listen, any area, when the Israelites came into the land, amen, they had to do the fighting, but the Lord said, I've given you the land, but you know what? You're going to have to fight some giants to get it. In life, everything just doesn't come easy. You're not going to get everything handed to you. Amen. In the physical, in the natural, you got to work for it. And in the spiritual, you got to work and you've got to fight some giants. But David knew that if God be for me, who can be against me? And so when the giants were in control, the giants ruled that area, the giants ruled that valley. But David... He did some things that we need to do. We're going to learn three things today. Before we can have a breakthrough, we've got to find those areas in our life that are controlled by giants. And we've got to make a decision that when I'm done, I'm changing the name. It's no longer. See, after the battle, David named the place Baal Perazim, and it meant the possessor of the breaches. David said, listen, no longer are you the possessor. No longer are you in control. But the Lord is going to give me a breakthrough like a flood of water, and I'm going to change the name. This is where the Lord gave me my breakthrough. I'm in possession now. I'm, amen, in control. The Lord has delivered me. Where, what in your life do you need to be the possessor of? What in your life is still being controlled by the enemy? So we find out there's some areas, whether, whether it's in faith, whether it's in family or finances or health or in addictions. Amen, there's areas in our life that we need a breakthrough. But somebody say, today, 
is a breakthrough day. And so David, he began to do some things, and this is what we're going to do today. We, we see a formula. How many knows that in math, I don't know a lot about math, but I do know there's a formula. There are several. And I know if you go by the formula, you'll get the right answer. It's when you deviate from the formula. It's when you don't know the formula. It's like people trying to cook. There's recipes. And if you don't go by the recipe, it's probably not going to turn out like it's supposed to. If it says put a pinch and you put a shake... If it says put a teaspoon and you put a tablespoon. It says, if it says you mustard and you use mayonnaise. If it says use salt and you use sugar. People don't want to go by the recipe and then they want to be mad. Amen. Because the dessert don't turn out the way it's supposed to. It doesn't taste like it's supposed to. It's because you didn't go by the formula. There's a formula for breakthrough. And if you know the formula, and you follow the formula, then you can have good success. Anybody want good success? Amen. Amen. So, how many wants to learn the formula today? Alright, write it down. A squared plus B squared equals C squared. There you go. I don't know what that means, but I know it. It's the Pythagorean Theorem. Something about pie or cake or something. <clears throat> pie or round. <laughs> Number one. How many knows there's, there's letters? Number one. How many likes to do number three before you do number one? We like to jump stages, don't we? But we need to take it step by step. Everybody say number one. David asked... God. Doesn't that seem like a simple, such a simple thing? But isn't it amazing when we get in trouble, when we get in circumstances, praying and asking God what to do is usually our last resort. We want to try everything else first. I want to do what I want to do first. I want to figure out my way. I want to do it my way. I want to do it how they did it. And, and then it all messes up. And then when everything falls apart, then we say, oh Lord, have mercy. Wouldn't it be better to just ask God first? You'd save yourself a lot of trouble in life if you'll just ask God first. The Bible says, and David inquired of God saying, shall I go up against the Philistines? There's a time to fight your battles. There's a time to fight your enemies. God knows when, where, and how. And if you will ask, He'll give you a battle plan. And when God gives the battle plan, you can be assured the outcome is going to be victory. Amen? Because God said, I'm with you. And if I'm for you, who can be against you? David inquired. He said, will you deliver them into my hand? Listen, to inquire means that we request, we ask, we consult, we pray. How many ask God before you do stuff? 
How many inquires of God before you do things? How many of you prayed and fasted and sought God before you got married? See, now you're thinking, oh dear Lord, I wish I would have. But it's too late now. You you just jumped in because it felt good. Did, did Did you pray and fast and seek God before you bought that car? Or that house? Or all those things? We just do it. And then when the first payment comes, we're like, oh Lord. And the Lord said, don't look at me. You didn't ask me. You got that on your own. We get ourselves in so much trouble because we don't ask God first. And you know why most people don't ask God? Because we're afraid He's going to say no. And we really want it. And we want to do it. And we want it to be our way. But then when it all goes wrong, we want to blame God. And God's like, don't blame me. I had nothing to do with it. You made that decision all by yourself. But if we'll learn to ask, if we'll learn to inquire, if we'll learn to request, consult, and pray, once God speaks to you, listen, then you have the faith, amen, to step out on the battlefield if you know that God is with you and God has given you the victory, you have a lot more confidence to step out on the battlefield and fight than whether you don't know if God's with you or not. If you think you've got to do it all on your own, man... That causes a lot of trouble. So number one, everybody say, ask God. Number two, we need to learn to hear God. So many times we ask, but then we don't want to listen. We don't want to hear what God has to say. Sometimes He says yes, sometimes He says no, sometimes He says not right now. But we don't have the patience... To wait till we hear from God. Romans 10, 17 says, Then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So listen, we've got to set time aside to ask, to seek, to say, Lord, do you want me to fight this battle? Is this where you want me to go? Is this the job that you want me to take? Is this the person you want me to marry? Is this where you want me to live? Is this where we we, we ask God and then we listen and we allow God? To speak and God to open doors and God to define His Word. To God to, even to put His blessings on that relationship or, or on those finances or, or, or all the different things that we, we, we can ask God about. So many times we don't stop to hear what He has to say. Can I get an amen? And then number three. And, and this is so important. Because many people have got down the first two. A lot of folks ask, a lot of folks pray, and a lot of people get an answer, but then they fail to do number three. And that is, once we've asked God, once God's given us direction, number three, we have to obey God. How many times have you known you were supposed to do one thing, but you did another? How'd that turn out for you? 
Oh, so many things in our life we can look back and we could go, if I could change things, I would. If I would read, could redo that situation, I would. If I had an opportunity to say that again, I wouldn't say it. If I had an opportunity to do that, I wouldn't do it. If I had an opportunity to go there, I wouldn't have gone there. But you know what? At the time, we knew we had that check in our spirit. We asked and the Lord said no, and we did it anyway. Or we asked and He said yes, and we didn't do it. We've got to learn to obey God. I mean, we've got to learn to obey God timely. Because when God said it's time to go up and fight, it's not time to sit down. And when God says sit down, it's not time to go up and fight. Because we want to make sure that God is right in the middle of everything that we're doing. I mean, we've got to, I mean, we've got to understand that the Bible says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them... I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat the house. It did not fall because it was founded upon the rock. Listen, when you build your house on the solid rock, on Christ Jesus, when you learn to ask and hear and obey, listen, then when the winds and the waves and the storms of life come, you're going to be able to stand the test of time. You're going to turn those valleys of giants into valleys of breakthrough. You're going to turn those addictions amen, into miracles. You're going to turn that poverty into prosperity. You're going to turn that healing into health when you learn to listen and obey God. You see, faith is not a blind leap. Psalms 119.105 Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light Unto my path, my, my path, the way of walking, God's direction. We may not understand it all. We may not even know where it's going. But when we use the light of God's word, God's word will show us the next step. The problem is you want to see the end of the journey. God doesn't always show you the end of the journey. But he will light your way to show you the next step. And then it's up to you to take that step of faith. When God's showing you where to step, where to go, how to walk. It takes faith plus obedience. Faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. Listen, it takes action. We've got to hear and we've got to do. Listen, how many people talk about it all the time? I want to get out of debt. Let me just let's take a little survey. How many wants to get out of debt? Let me see your hand. Woo! <laughs> I got the solution. Stop spending money. It's simple. Stop spending more money than you make. Start, start paying off. Pay more on your bills. Listen, we, we, but nobody, you didn't want to hear that. That's not what you wanted to hear. Sometimes we ask God, God, how I, Lord, I want to be healthy. And the Lord says, stop eating all that junk food. But Lord, I like it. It's hard to be healthy eating Taco Bell and McDonald's. And, but guess what? We all do it. We like it. It's, it's hard. It's not, I didn't say it was easy. We know what to do, but it's hard to make those changes 
to be healthy. It's hard to make those changes to be more financially responsible. It's hard to make those changes. But you know what? We can do it one step at a time. Just like you eat an elephant. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Don't try to swallow the whole thing. That's the problem. Some of y'all tried to swallow the whole elephant. And you're choking. Listen, take life. Take your problems. Take your circumstances. One at a time. Ask God for direction. Listen for His instruction. And then obey Him in the simplest things. And you'll find yourself fighting your giants, changing the possession of your land, physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially, from the possession of the giants to the breakthrough of waters. You can have a breakthrough in your life. It doesn't matter. Everybody around you can be failing and you can be successful if you'll learn to ask, hear, and obey God in everything in your life. The Bible says in all things. In all things, give thanks. In all things, we ask, we inquire of the Lord, and the Lord gives direction. It's faith plus obedience. We've got to ask, hear, obey. Oh, uh, Abraham, Abraham, the father of our faith, received nothing from God until he put in action. The Lord said, leave your, your homeland and go to a land I will show you. I'm not going to show you until you go. Everybody don't want to go until he shows us. Just start walking. Start taking that step of faith. Amen. It takes action. Everybody say it takes faith and action. James chapter 2 verse 14. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Now see, we're not saved by works. We're saved by faith. But after we're saved, we got to do some works. You're going to have to do something. You're going to have to love somebody. You've got to show some forgiveness. You've got to give some mercy. You've got to begin to conquer your flesh. You've got to begin to put faith into action. He says, can faith save him? Is a brother or sister naked or destitute of daily food? And one of you says, depart in peace, be warmed and filled. But you do not give him the things which are needed for the body. What does that profit? Thus also faith by itself. If it does not have works, it's dead. But someone will say, I have faith. I have works. Show me your faith without your works. And I will show you my faith with my works. You believe there's one God, you do well. Even the demons believe that. And tremble. But do you want to know, O oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead? We've got to begin. Listen, yes, we've got to ask God. You need to acknowledge God and ask God about every aspect of your life. And then you have to hear what God is saying about your situation. And then when you get a direction, when you get an instruction. Listen, the te- you, know, you, know why, you know why kids fail? Everybody wants to blame it on the teachers. The teacher gave the instruction. The teacher gave the homework. The teacher showed the example. But it's the kids that fail to put in the work. Every time I failed anything, it's because I didn't put in the work. Every time I failed a test, it was because I didn't study. It wasn't the teacher's fault for making the test too hard. That's what we like to blame it on. 
That test was just too hard. No, we just didn't study the information. We just didn't learn what we were supposed to learn. We didn't put in the work. We thought we could just lay the Bible on top of our head and by osmosis, it just soaked in and we became this whole, perfect, complete Christian without putting in the work, without crucifying the flesh, without saying no to some stuff, without surrendering our life to Christ. It doesn't come automatically. We got to put in the work. Everybody say, put in the work. James chapter 2 verse 26 says, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Hebrews chapter 6 verse number 1. He said, Therefore, leaving the discussion of elementary principles of Christ, let us go on. Everybody say, go on. We've got to go on. We've got to move past. These elementary things. And we've got to go on to perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and faith toward God. He said, grow up. Look at your neighbor and say, grow up. Listen, we've got to move on past these elementary things. And we've got to learn to hear. That's, a, that's the hardest thing. Uh, I, I think for me, it, it was. Some of you college kids are going to find out. Now, sometimes they do a pretty good job in, in high school. But in high school, okay, boys and girls, your homework is due tomorrow. You've got a test Monday. Okay, boys and girls, it's time. Okay. And they give you instruction and they tell you over and over. College, you show up the first day. They hand you a syllabus. It says when everything's due, they never mention it again. The end of the semester, you walk in class and the professor says, everybody turn in your essay. And you go, what essay? The one that, I, that was on the syllabus, I gave you the first day of class. Because see, when you go to college, they expect you to be more self Controlled, and they expect you to know how to follow directions. Did you ever have one of those teachers? I had this happen one time where the teacher always said, Before you start your test, read all the instructions. But you get your test and you just go to number one. And all of a sudden, you see people. Turning in their test and you're like, wait a minute, they just started. There's no way they could be finished. And then you found out when you read all of the instructions, the very last line said, if you read this, you don't have to take the test, just turn it in. And then you're like, man, if I'd have just read the instructions, I wouldn't even have done anything and made a hundred. But instead, I got the grade I got because I decided to do the whole test. And not listen to the instructions. See, it's time, God says it's time for us to grow up. It, you, it, you can't live by on what the pastor says every week. You can't just go by the messages on Sunday. You've got to begin to read the word for yourself. You've got to begin to pray for yourself. You've got to begin to ask God for yourself. Because you're going to have to fight your battles. You've got to go to the valley of giants. And you've got to win victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. And God wants you to win victory. But you just won't put in the work. And then you want to blame everybody else. It's not my fault. Everybody say, it's not pastor's fault. 
Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself without spot to God, cleansing our conscience from dead works to serve a living God. Listen, the Holy Spirit is giving us wisdom and He's cleansing us. Amen. He's, he's taking all those dead works amen, and clearing them out of our life so that we can walk by faith and please God. Don't you want to please God? Revelation 3, 1 said, And the angel of the church of Sardis write, These things says he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars, I know your works, that you have a name, that you're alive, but you're dead. Listen, God knows. God knows. You may be fooling everybody else, but God knows if you're dead or alive. He knows if what your works are all about. He knows if you're trusting and believing. He knows whether you've asked or not. Come on, let's begin to ask God. How, how, how do we get that faith? You see, David understood that he needed direction. Before he went to battle, he said, God, do I go up? Do I fight this battle? Did, did y'all know you don't have to fight every battle that comes your way? Whew. Parents. You need to learn that with your children. You don't have to fight every battle. Some things it's not worth fighting. Sometimes just let them eat it. Sometimes just let them not eat it. Because once you take a stand, once you say you're not getting up from this table until you've eaten every bit, now you're stuck. How many's ever started a battle with your kids of the wheel and then wished, man, I wish I'd have never started that battle? Well, you live and learn. It, that's, you know, the thing about it is you learn after they're grown. <laughs> I don't know why we didn't learn before. You know why? Because we've seen other parents, we thought we, thought we could do it better. And we come to find out <laughs> it's hard for everybody. It's hard raising kids. There's no perfect children. And there are no perfect parents. And so sometimes, but we've got to learn. Listen, I tell you this all the time, but I still see some of you. You don't know that on Facebook, you can scroll past comments. You can scroll past posts. You don't have to comment. But I don't agree. I didn't like it. Why are you picking that fight? Why are you fighting that? Don't fight the battle. Just scroll on. Amen. I see friendships. I see relationships. I see people. I mean, we have lost people right here in this church that got in a Facebook fight. And I would love to comment, get right in the middle of it and say, y'all both big babies. But guess what? Pastor knows how to pick his battles. And I won't ever comment on any of those posts. I ignore them. I act like I never saw them. And if you ask me about it, I'm going to say, what post? 
You need to learn how to fight your battles. You need to learn how to pick your battles. But when you come into a battle and you say, Lord, is this a battle I need to fight? There's a lot of battles that I can let go. But there's some battles that are coming up in America that I can't let go. There's some things that are going directly against the Word of God that I'm going to have to stand up and I'm going to have to fight. But if you decide to stand up and fight that battle, you better make sure that you've asked God You've got clear direction and you're ready to fight it to the end. You've got to be willing. If we're going to fight for right and wrong, I'm going to have to stand up for what's right. Some things that doesn't make a difference just don't get in the fight. But if it's really important, then we need to ask God. God, is, do I go up? Do I fight this battle? And the Lord said, yes, go up and fight. I've given you the victory. And when David went and David fought those giants and David destroyed them, they left all of their gods. And then David gathered up all those gods and they burned them all. And David renamed that valley. The possessor of the breach. He he declared that I've received a breakthrough like the breakthrough of water. There's been a flood There's been a tide change in this valley. This valley used to belong to the pagan giants that worshipped worshipped other gods. But today, amen, we have changed the, the environment. Today, we've defeated the enemy. Today, the false gods are burned. And Jehovah God Almighty is the true and living God. He listened. He heard. And the next time, amen, they, they, they rose up again. David said, do I go up? And the Lord said, nope, don't go up. Go around. Now, let me ask you a question. What if David had a went up instead of around? He'd have got defeated. There's so many times God says go up and we want to go around. There's so many times God says go around, we want to go up. We need to learn to take instruction. Do it God's way. And when we do it God's way, we do it the right way. And we're going to have good success. You're going to win. You're going to get a breakthrough not have a breakdown. When you try to do things on your own, your way, you fail miserably. And then how many's ever failed something? Oh my goodness, it makes you feel so defeated. And then the devil tells you you're, you're, you're no good and you're worthless and you've lost every battle you've ever fought. And that's a lie. We've won lots of battles. But we feel so defeated. It's because we didn't ask. We didn't get a battle plan. We didn't stop to listen to the plan. And then when we got the plan, we didn't obey the plan. So today, we're going to get a plan. We're going to get a plan for breakthrough, not breakdown. If you want the formula for breakdown, here it is. Just keep doing things your way. It'll keep failing and you'll have a nervous breakdown. And a physical breakdown. And a financial breakdown. But if you'll learn to do things God's way, ask first, get and hear a plan, and obey God's plan, you can have a breakthrough. Can I get a big amen? Woo, come on, somebody clap for joy today. <laughs> Hallelujah. You say, Pastor, why do I pray? When I pray, I just pray everything works out for me. But listen, uh, there, there was a man, he was in a, a prison camp, a Soviet prison camp and, uh, in, in Alexander uh, Solzhenitsyn's book. I, I don't know how his last name, but it was Ivan uh, Desivanovich. Uh, he said this, one day he was praying. 
He was in a Soviet camp. He had his head bowed and he was praying. And one of the other prisoners began to make fun of him and said, prayers won't help you get out of here any faster. And Ivan opened his eyes and he looked at him and said, I don't pray to get out of prison, but to do the will of God. You see, so many times when we pray, we're praying the wrong thing. We're praying, get me out of this. Help this end quickly. But we need to begin to be praying, Lord, help me do your will in it. I don't know when it's going to end. I don't know when the battle is going to be over. I don't know how long you're going to have to fight. But I do know that in the middle of it, I want to do the will of God. I want to honor God in every area of my life. I want to honor God in the middle of the battle, at the beginning, at the end. I want to honor God whether I win, whether I lose. I want to honor God whether I have success or fail. We've got to learn to stop praying selfish prayers all about me. Let me, 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 me. And we need to begin to say, Lord, help me do your will right in the midst of this circumstance. I don't like this pandemic. I don't like uh, people not being able to come, to feel comfortable to come to church. I don't like uh, having to wear masks in place and all that. But you know what we do? What we have to do to keep people safe and whatever. But you know what? Instead of praying, Lord, let this be over now. I'm tired of it. Let's begin to say, Lord, how can I give you glory right in the middle of it? How can people see me acting different? How can I walk by faith when everybody else is showing fear? How can I display faith? There's a difference in displaying faith and displaying ignorance. I mean, I don't go around. Listen, I, I will not go out front. I don't shake anybody's hands unless you extend it. If you extend it, I'll shake. But after I shake your hand, I don't lick my hand. You know, usually after I shake your hand, I go put hand sanitizer on my hand. So the next person I shake, I'm not transferring. I started to say transplanting. I don't want to transplant nothing from you to somebody else. But you know, I mean, we don't, we don't go around on Sunday and shake everybody's hand and then, you know, rub our face and stick our fingers in our eyes and... Why? Because my mama taught me better. She, mama taught me to wash my hands back when I was a little kid. I don't know why they're having to tell y'all that now. I've always washed my hands. I wash behind my ears too. And inside of them. I take a bath at least once, twice a week. Whether I need it or not. No, listen, there's some things we do just because it's common sense. And it's not displaying fear or anything. But listen, there, there, there is a way through all of this that you can display faith. That you can 
Show forth peace that you can, where everybody else is operating in fear, you can walk in love. You can walk in perfect peace. You say, how, pastor? They'll walk in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on Him. If you watch all the news constantly, if you keep up with all the statistics, which most of them are not true, they're all over the place, and it depends on who said it, and you can't go by all that. But if you watch all of that, it'll keep you in fear. It'll keep you discouraged. It'll keep you depressed. It makes you think everybody hates everybody. And I'm telling you, we find out right here at the Lord's house, amen, we love everybody regardless of what they look like. Everybody in the world don't hate each other. There's a lot of love. There's a lot of unity. We know that we need work. But you know what? We've got to begin to display faith. How? By our works and our actions. So get out this week. When everybody's hating, you love. When everybody's speaking doubt, you speak faith. When everybody's downing, you just lift up. When everybody's discouraged, you be encouraged. When everybody's frowning, you smile. Come on. Let's learn. Let's name the three things, class. (laughs) What did we learn today, boys and girls? Number one, we're going to ask. Number two, we're going to hear. Number three, we're going to obey. We're going to do. So, This week, in everything you face, put that formula into practice. Before you make a major decision, ask, hear, and obey. Before you jump to conclusion, before you make rash decisions, if we would take a moment, we would acknowledge God. And we would say, Lord, how In this situation, can I honor you? How can you get glory out of this? Oh, I don't like every situation I go through. But guess what? If I'll learn my lesson the first time, I won't have to go through it again. I like to only do grades one time. I only had to go to summer school one time. I didn't like it. I decided to do better during the year. But there's a lot of people, they, they, they don't learn. They just keep making the same mistakes over and over and wonder why they can't make progress. Come on, let's learn from our mistakes. Let's learn to put in the work. Let's learn to put our faith into action. And we'll get a breakthrough. Do you want a breakthrough? A breakthrough like the flooding of waters. A flood of blessings, a flood of health, a flood of prosperity will come your way if you will honor God. Ask, listen, and obey. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, today we're so grateful for your word. We thank you, Lord, today that we need a breakthrough. America needs a breakthrough. Texas needs a breakthrough. Tyler needs a breakthrough. But Lord, the Lord's house needs a breakthrough. All the way down to I need a breakthrough. But Lord, how can I do it? Only through you and through your help. So Lord, today I stop and I ask, do I go up? 
Do I fight this battle? Is this the time for this action? Is this the place to go? Is is this the people to be with? Is, Is this the action to take? And then, Lord, I stop and I listen. I read your word. I get direction. But, Father, when I hear in my spirit, yes... It's time to go up. Let me step out with faith and boldness. Let me face the giants, uh, Father, of sin and sickness and disease and poverty and failure and inadequacy. Every giant that comes before me, Father, let me willingly fight and defeat with your help. Let me be obedient. Obedient to your word. Obedient to your calling. Obedient to your principles and commandments. Father, let me be faithful. When I fail, let me be quick to repent and get back up. When I see others that are falling, let me not pass them by, but let me be quick to stop and pick them up. Lord, we're not in this race alone. We're a family. We're a body. We're the church. We're not the only church. We're just part of the big church. Every person around this world that declares Jesus Christ is Lord. We stand together. We fight together. We pray together. And we're going to spend eternity together. So Lord, this week... Let us pick my battles. Let me ask, hear, and obey. Could you pray with me? Can you say, Dear Lord, forgive me for not always asking. Forgive me for not always hearing. Forgive me for not always obeying. I choose today. I declare today. I will ask. I will listen. And I'll obey. Help me do my best. Help me to help others. Help me love. Serve, forgive. In the midst of tragedy and trouble, let me honor you by my words and my actions. Lord, thank you for your love, for your mercy. Today, I declare. In my life, a breakthrough like a flood of waters. Whatever's stopping up my river. If it's sin, I confess it. If it's the devil, I rebuke him. Holy Spirit, blow up that dam. And let the water of blessing... Flood my life. I speak 
to addiction, I'm free. I'll put in the work, but Holy Spirit, do your work. I'm set free by Jesus Christ. Let me change my actions, my attitudes, my words. Let me be who you've called me to be. Give me a breakthrough. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give Jesus a big hand clap today. Amen. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you Wednesday night. We're looking forward to September. September is going to be a month of prayer.